What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, and I got another fantastic episode for you today. You know, I just I just got done recording it uh, just a few minutes ago, and I'm sitting here, just kind of just in a weird in a weird place. You know, it's really powerful listening to, and I've never experienced this before. I've never heard, uh, you know, the 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 story or the the takeaways or the perspective of the U.S. invasion of Iraq from an Iraqi perspective. You know, it's it's gut wrenching. Absolutely gut wrenching. This is a powerful interview that has some very, uh, you know, powerful moments in it, and I hope everybody can just kind of like just cogitate on the significance and the ramifications of what these types of things really are. You know, when when we as the United States, and I'm not talking about American citizens, and Muntadar makes a very uh, makes a very clear a very clear distinction between the United States as a, as a political institution, like the white house and then the American people, you know, and, and that's, it's it's true, man. Like these demons and these evil people that are in the white house or have been in the white house for God knows how long that are carrying out these things in the name of the United States do not represent me or the people that are true Americans. They are not Americans. They are evil people that have been co-opted by God knows what, and they're carrying out evil in every corner of the world in the name of greed, corruption, and just pure evil. And so, um, it's just insane, man. It's just really insane. So, uh, it's a really great conversation and I just pray for the day. I pray for the day where this evil and this corruption is just vanquished from the face of the earth and we can resume as humans were meant to and prosper and thrive and grow in ways that are just unfathomable right now at this time, you know? I think everybody in the whole world is feeling, uh, you know, the, the 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 boot, the 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 veritable boot being pressed on our faces, and um, it's just you know crazy to hear about how like you know people in places that I, we don't think about very much. You know, we're we're very, and I know I have listeners all over the world. I have listeners all over the world, but you know, I personally am a very like you know American centric person. You know, I feel like I have a wonderful life here, and it's hard for me to sometimes picture what it's like in other places. And, and it's just so gut wrenching to think and imagine and hear from somebody who has literally experienced firsthand what it was like before the U S became involved in, in their country during and after. And, and, uh, it's just really, really devastating to hear, but also, you know, the takeaway that he says at the end is that there's hope that he lives on hope. He thrives on hope. You have to have hope. And I think that that's a powerful message that all of us can have, you know? Um, May someday these people be brought to justice, you know, uh, may the George Bushes of the world someday face trial and judgment in this world and the next, you know, um, it's just, it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. I'm, I'm really proud of this episode. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, if you want to support this show so that I can continue to bring hard hitting interviews like this, um, there's a few ways that you can do it. Um, you know, I'm going to keep doing this no matter what, but you guys, you know, supporting the show is a really, you know, if you, if you get value out of the show, a great way to return that value. Um, first of all, stop over on the website, rebunk.news. There'll be a little pop-up where you can uh, sign up for 
uh, email alerts about when I go live or when I have any uh, announcements or anything that you need to be aware of, just in case, just in case. You never know when I'll disappear off of all these platforms. So signing up on the newsletter at rebunk.news is uh, the best way to do it. Um, at rebunk.news, you'll see all the video platforms we're on. The main home is Rockfin. Um, we got InfoWarsBand.video, Odyssey, Rumble, BitChute. Uh, I'm also on all podcast players, so make sure that you're subscribed on on your you know Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're at. And please, another great way to support the show for free with minimal effort, just go in and give a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, and on iTunes, just give a review, write a review. Just say, hey, I love the show. Um, you know That actually helps drive the show and gets it in front of more listeners. So that's a great way to support the show too. Just five-star reviews and uh, subscribe. Um, the premium content is over on Subscribestar. So Subscribestar seems to be a relatively free speech platform. I know that there are some subversive content creators on there as, and they don't get hassled. So I've planted my flag at Subscribestar. I do have premium content up there that's available and ongoing will be available only to premium Subscribestar members. So uh, I want to encourage people, if you want to support the show just for as little as $5 a month, you can literally help keep this show uh, propelling into the next, the next, uh, the next stratosphere, right? So five bucks a month, uh, rebunk, let's see, subscribestar.com forward slash rebunked. I have two subscribers right now. Um, let's get to, let's get it to three by the end of the episode. You know, you never know. And, uh, thank you guys for your support on there. And again, like I said, lots of premium content coming your way on there. Um, another great way is at the t-shirt shop, uh, rebunk.news forward slash shirts. This t-shirt shop is brought to you by big frog t-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon, who is a uh, local, t-shirt shop they're listeners of the show they support the things that we talk about they're liberty-minded so by supporting and getting your shirts here you're actually not only supporting this show but you're supporting a local uh you know liberty-minded t-shirt shop so we got the compliance is violent shirt can't depopulate an idea truth wins we are many they are few i see false flags several other designs so go check it out at rebunk.news forward slash shirts and then last but not least truth trs the show is brought to you by truth trs trs is a heavy metal detox spray now, I really want to encourage you to go check out their Instagram page. It's it's uh, at TruthTRS, and you're going to see lots of testimonials from people who have been using TRS for even a short period of time, long, long time, and all of the amazing uh, health benefits that people get. Um, it's just a very powerful, powerful way to uh, absorb and eliminate all the heavy metals and environmental toxins that have accumulated in your body and flushes them out. So go to TruthTRS.com. There's an uh, FAQ section. You can learn more there, or if you have any questions, go to the Instagram page at TruthTRS and send them a message directly, and uh, they're pretty responsive getting back to you. All right, guys, so uh, without further ado, very excited about this interview. So we have uh, Muntadhar Al-Zaidi, a uh, 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 journalist from Baghdad, Iraq, and uh, Ibra Taher, who is a friend of mine from Oregon, who was running for the U.S. Senate from Oregon, and uh, you know he, I met him at many uh, Liberty events and stuff like that out there, so... Yeah, without further ado, here's the conversation. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. We have a historic episode for you today. This is going to be very exciting. And uh, my first time doing this type of show format. Um, I'm, I'm, this is a show is a long time in the making. I reached out to our guest several months ago, um, and, and we were able to pull some strings, and I was able to coordinate with my friend Ibra here to uh, help translate the interview. But uh, we have with us today... A living legend. So we have Muntad here, Al Zaidi, who many of you may recognize and know from the famous shoe throwing incident. So back in 2008, we're going to get into all of it. We're going to get into all of it. But back in 2008, Muntad here was at a press conference with George W. Bush, president of the United States. 
and he epically threw both of his shoes at the president of the United States. And I, I just, you know, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You know, I don't encourage violence towards anybody. I don't encourage violence towards the president of the United States. But I got to give props where props are due. So, Muntadir, thank you so much for being here. And then also, uh, my friend Ibra, Ibra, Ibra Taher, right? Is that how you pronounce it, Taher? That's correct. Okay, perfect. Uh, is my friend from out in Oregon. I met Ibra, uh, you know, through the Freedom Community. You know, we went to a lot of the same meetups. And, uh, you know, very, very, he impressed me with his ability to articulate, you know, his interpretation of the Constitution. He knows, he knows uh, so much about, you know, what we need to know to fight for our freedom here in the United States. And uh, he actually ran for U.S. Senate this last race, you know, and it's a, it's a tough it's a tough race out in Oregon when you're running as a Republican. So you know, maybe we'll get into some of that. And actually, Eber's going to come on. We're going to do a whole episode separately with him ex- explaining his story and his takeaways from that campaign. But uh, today, Eber, thank you so much for being here to act as interpreter. And Muntad here, thank you for being here as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So uh, let's see here. So uh, let's see. Let me get that going. All right. So first of all, let's let's take it back here. So Moon Tadir, please, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Your, like, um, how did you become, my understanding is that you uh, were a journalist at the time back in 2008. So how did you become a journalist? What was your journey up to that? So Muntadir, uh, when يحتاج نبذة عن قصتك وما شلون دفعك تكون يعني صحفي إلى هذا الوقت في 2008. طبعا تحياتي لك عزيزي ولا أخونا إبراهيم المترجم ولكل الشعب الأمريكي المسالم ولا أبعث تحايا البيت الأبيض الحقيقة من من دخل الاحتلال إلى العراق. وأني أخذت على عاتقي إنه أكشف حقائق هذا المحتل كيف احتل بجنود العراق تحت ذرائع وكذب من ضمنها الأسلحة الدمار الشامل وكيف الانتهاكات اللي صارت على المواطنين من قبل هذه القوات قتل اختطاب حارف منازل تهديم منازل انتقالات سجن بغريب وغيرها من الانتهاكات اللي تجري باسم الحرية كما قال جورج بوش ولكن العالم للأسف الشديد لم يكن يعرف بهذه القضايا الكبيرة التي كانت تحدث في العراق. So I'm going to translate here a um, little bit. He spoke about um, uh, several points. So uh, his motivation was. This my uh, daughter. Hi. Hey. Say hi. So first of all, he started with sending greetings to all of the Americans except the White House and uh, George W. Bush. He doesn't greet them. And no. uh, his motive about like being a journalist, he says, is to uncover the truth about the lies that were told uh, in 2003 uh, that led to the invasion of Iraq and the occupation of Iraq. And uh, what he wanted to stress on is uh, the human rights violations uh, by the U.S. government inside their Iraq. And he mentions the uh, Abu Ghraib uh, prison, which is um, a very famous one. 
that uh, happened uh, that witnessed a lot of crimes, including rape and uh, stealing and uh, cheating with the uh, with uh, many legal things. Uh, so this is this was his motivation. He wanted to uh, uncover the truth and tell the people uh, what's going on in the names of uh, freedom and liberty. And this was uh, what got him in, in, into that position. Oh, man, you know, it's it's hard. It's powerful. You know, it's really hard to like as a person who grew up in the United States, a person who is from here. And, you know, I remember myself back in in 2004, 2005, 2006. I was the type of person that was like, yes, we need to go to these countries and invade these countries. You know, now I feel so differently, but I was caught in that illusion. I was caught in that illusion. And now it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to know the true nature of the U.S. and their foreign policy and these wars. It's devastating. You know, I just wanted to express just I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. It's shocking. Right. I mean, I well, I, I would like to add one thing about to myself. Yeah. So, you, you know, I have like some families, they have some strings there. Um, but still, I felt the same way, uh, Scott. I thought uh, what we're doing is really good. And we have to continue yeah. doing it. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, just express that to him. Express that to him, you know. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. He apologized for his daughter, but it's fine. It's good. No. It's good. It's fine. Happy family. Happy family. وأنا قلت له أنه مع الروابط التي تربطني مع الشرق الأوسط لكن أنا شعرت بذلك بنفس الشعور بأن هذا ما تفعله الولايات المتحدة هو جيد هذا ما كنا نعتقده لكن الآن نحن نتحسر على هذا الاعتقاد القديم الآن نعرف الحقيقة the propaganda in the United States, the propaganda, the brainwashing was so strong. I, I feel I feel dirty for having believed what I believed back then. جيد للحرية ولمساعدة العراقيين هذه الأشياء التي يعتقد فيها الشعب الأمريكي لكن نعرف الآن أنها كذب وخداع طيب ممكن أنا أسألك سؤال سيد سكوت وكل الأمريكيين الموجودين He wants to ask question yes. yeah, go ahead. تفضل ماذا لو لو كان مثلا على سبيل المثال الرئيس ترامب هو رئيس غير جيد للولايات المتحدة الأمريكية هل يسمح الشعب الأمريكي أن يأتي الجيش العراقي ويغزو الولايات المتحدة ويحتلها ويأتي برئيس عراقي مؤقت للولايات المتحدة الأمريكية تحت دعوة الديمقراطية؟ 
he says, what, what if we reverse um, the rule here and the Iraqi government uh, does uh, the same thing and send like a, an army and install a president inside our country uh, under the pretext of democracy, of exporting democracy? How would you feel? I would feel violated. I would feel bad. And, uh, you know, now I would feel terrible. I would be angry. I would want to fight. I would I would be very upset, you know? And so I, I you know, now, now, I, I understand now. I understand now. And it's just like, I try now to put myself in the shoes of these other uh, countries who have, you know, endured U.S. occupation and have endured crimes against humanity and endured war crimes. And I just, I can't even imagine. I just can't even imagine, you know? I can't even imagine. الأخ سكوت يجيب بأنه سيشعر بأن حقوقي تم انتهاكها إذا هذا إذا هذا ما تم يحدث وسوف يكون غاضباً هذه واحدة من الأشياء الديمقراطية والحرية التي جلبتنا إياها الولايات المتحدة الأمريكية للعراق كهرباء لا توجد بالعراق بالمناسبة هي سيز يو كان ويتنس ناو هي لاست ذا باور اي مين ذا الكتريستي اند ذيس از ون اوف ذا ثينجز ذات هابند افتر ذا انفيجن اوف العراق Wow, that's amazing. I mean, is it is it? Are they doing it purposefully? Are they intentionally turning off the lights? هل يحصل بشكل متعمد الكهرباء؟ لا لم كانت كهرباء جيدة ضربت الولايات المتحدة الجيش الأمريكي ضرب الكثير من المحطات الكهرباء وجلب فاسدين عراقيين من الخارج وجعلهم سياسيين وقادة للعراق وهؤلاء بدورهم سرقوا اموال العراق ولم يقدموا الخدمات والكهرباء والى اخره. هي يقول هذا الشيء مع الكهرباء بعد الاحتلال الامريكي سكوت هي سيز ذات ذيس هابند لايك افتر ذا اوكيبيشن ذا انفيجن اوف عراق اند ات هابند وين ذي انستولد كروبت بوليتيشنز عراقي بوليتيشنز ان ذا جفرمنت اند ذوز ريلي وير ديتيرمنت تو ستيل the money, the, the Iraqis' money, and do nothing uh, to serve the, the country. Yeah. This is why uh, this kept happening for, I don't know how many years now, since 2003. Oh, I just, it breaks my heart, man. I pray that we arrive at a day someday where all countries, your country, my country, are free of corruption and this evil that has permeated and taken over. I pray for it. هو يدعو بانه نتخلص من هذا الفساد والظلم الذي يجب في العالم شكرا يا سو ثانك يو يا سو ليت مي سي هير سو ام ليت سي سو وات وات واز ات لايك وين يو فيرست وين وين ذا وين ذا يو اس اوكيبيشن فيرست بيجان ان ان عراق وات واز ات لايك فور يو Um, did you have any personal experiences with it? يغزو بلدك 
وكنا نشاهد القوات الأمريكية تسمح للصوص بسرقة المتاحف والمؤسسات العامة والمصارف وكان بعض الجنود الأمريكيين يحطمون واجهات المؤسسات ويدعون الناس للسرقة وثم يصورونهم في كاميراتهم الصغيرة Uh, he says that uh, he witnessed a, a humanitarian downfall, a crisis, a humanitarian crisis at that time. Uh, but what he witnessed uh, that uh, it is uh, a, an army invading your country, which is uh, it is not something that you can see uh, uh, at all uh, in your life. You cannot see it uh, unless you are like a different country. But what he stressed on is um, the role of the uh, U.S. Army in destroying um, museums and allowing thieves to steal from museums. Uh, really? He, he says, he says basically they allowed them and then they uh, started recording them with their cameras. Um, uh, I don't know why that happened. I would like to ask him. So, Muntadar, لماذا تعتقد أن الجيش الأمريكي قام بهذا الشيء؟ I want to just I want to ask them just why why yes إنه هذا شعب همجي وهو اللي يسرق ويحتاج إلى إعادة تأهيل من جديد. He says that uh, he think that they've done that um, uh, to show the world that this uh, this uh, society this country needs uh, uh, a rehab. He said that he mm. used the word rehab and uh, that they need our help. Um, when they show that the, the public is reacting like a, a barbaric um, uh, behavior, then mm. they need help from the world. And uh, this is uh, what he thinks happened. Okay. Yeah. I mean, being in America, I very much like that was the programming that they delivered to us is that this is a place, a barbaric society that needed our help to reform it. Right. And there was evil rulers that needed to be taken out, obviously, with Saddam Hussein. Like that is a. Uh, you know, that that was that was a, a narrative that had been going on for decade a decade at least at that time, right? You know, the evil Saddam Hussein. So, what was life like prior to the second U.S. occupation? Was it was it a prosperous was Iraq prospering, or was it still having to deal with the first U.S. occupation? Yeah, ما ما كانت الحياة في العراق قبل الاحتلال الثاني للعراق ما ما كانت الحياة ها كنا كنا نعيش بصعوبة جدا وبجوع وفقر بسبب إنه أمريكا أو الولايات المتحدة البيت الأبيض لا يعني أنا نحن نميز بين الشعب الأمريكي وبين السياسة الأمريكية خلينا نكون على واقعيين بسبب إنه البيت الأبيض كان 
عامل حصار اقتصادي خانق علينا وكنا لا نجد الاكل اللي ناكله كان معدل الاجر اليومي للعامل من الصباح الى المساء هو لا يتجاوز ال20 سنت فكنا راح توفى من عندنا نصف مليون طفل نصف مليون طفل عراقي توفوا بسبب كذبه اسلحه الدمار الشامل وقالت مالدين اولبرايت بلقاء على ال على ومع ستانلي في برنامج 16 مينت قالت انه اي نعم اكو اطفال توفوا كثيرين ولكن آه هذا الامر يستحق سوري فور ذا باد Well, um, the life was really difficult. Uh, mm. Basically, people are very, very poor, and um, they had like starvation. Uh, uh, people were starving, and he, this is what he thinks is due. And I agree with him is due to, to the sanctions from um, the White House. And he said he stressed on that point. that when he says Americans, he means the government yeah. because he distinguished between the government and the people. Uh, and uh, he brought up um, uh, Madeleine Albright, uh, her, 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 her in confession when she said that, uh, when she confronted actually that the sanctions killed 500,000 uh, Iraqi kids. And was that worth it? She said, yes, it was worth it. That, that and is... And this crime, and he, he brought this crime uh, um, uh, um, to our attention. So this is the, the life in Iraq before the invasion. Yeah, that, that is just the most unspeakable evil thing ever. Yes, Madeleine Albright, who recently passed away. She's burning in hell right now. I guarantee If there is a hell or wherever those demons go, she is there now, hopefully suffering, because that is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I can't even imagine anything worse than that. A political person being so lost in whatever your political nonsense is that you are willing to sacrifice a single innocent child, let alone 500,000, and say, oh, it's very much worth it. Worth it to who? That infuriates me. Yeah, he says that this is one of the things that I've heard when they say that what happened from the death of the Albriya was a matter of the freedom or لأي شخص لمن كيف يعقل أن يتم تبرير هذا بقتل نفس واحدة وكيف بآلاف الأشخاص نصف, نصف مليون طفل صديقي قتل من عندنا نصف مليون طفل بسبب كذبة أسلحة الدمار الشامل هذا, هذا قبل الاحتلال يعني ليس بعد الاحتلال ما بعد الاحتلال قتل من عندنا أكثر من مليون ونصف المليون بعد الكذبة اللي, اللي خرجت بأنه انفضحت انه ما عندنا توجد اسلحه دمار شامل، انقتل ما عندنا مليون ونص. قبل المليون ونصف 
بس الاطفال اللي انقتلوا من الشعب العراقي هم نصف مليون طفل بظل الحصار الاقتصادي اللي بدا من سنه 1990 وحتى احتلال العراق 2003 كان لا يوجد لدينا علاج للكبار ولا للصغار تخيل يعني تخيل معي كان الاطفال لا لا يستطيعون شراء الشوكولا كنا نصنع الشوكولا من التمر كان السكر كنا لا نحن شعب العراق ثقافتنا الشاي وليس القهوه اكثر كنا لا نستطيع ان نشرب الشاي كل يوم بسبب الاحصار الخانق كانت تباع كان يباع السكر في اكياس صغيره مثل الاكياس الكوكايين اللي يبيعوها تجار المخدرات اكياس صغيره للشاي اكياس صغيره لصلصه الطماطم كان راتب المعلم والاستاذ اقل من ان يجلب الى كيلو لحم كانت معظم الناس بالعراق يعني خليه مع الشعب الامريكي معظم الناس بالعراق تحطمت البنيه الاقتصاديه لهم تحطمت الطبقه الوسطى اصبح معظم الشعب يعاني الجوع حتى من يملك يعاني الجوع بشكل او باخر يعني الضباط يعانون ايضا من الجوع المهندسين العلماء كل عراقي لديه تقشف صار يعني لا توجد سيوله ماليه لا يوجد لا يقبل لا يسمح للعراق ان يستورد اي شيء باستثناء بعض مفردات البطاقه التموينيه اللي حدثت بعد عام 96 ونحن من 90 الى 96 مررنا باسوأ ظروف الحصار الاقتصادي بحيث كنا نرى محلات الشوكولا الايس كريم مغلقه ومحلات الحلويات مغلقه واحنا كنا اطفال اصبحت من 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 الماضي من هذه الاشياء البسيطه ناهيك عن تدني مستوى التدريس والتعليم والطيب والخدمات والبنى الاساسيه والبنى التحتيه للبلد ناهيك عن بعد غزو الكويت الغزو كان في الكويت الحرب كانت في الكويت ولكن الطائرات الامريكيه والطائرات البريطانيه قصفت كل العراق هدمت كل العراق جسور المباني محطات النفط المصانع حتى مصانع تعليب الحليب للاطفال ضربت من قبل الولايات المتحده وبريطانيا سنه 1991 لذلك يعني هي ليست مساله احتلال العراق مساله فقط هي من 2003 ولا انما كانت الولايات المتحده والبيت الابيض تحديدا والرؤساء المتعاقبين على البيت الابيض يعاقبون الشعب العراقي من سنه 1990 واعتقد الى هذه اللحظه يعني 32 سنه تحت احتلال وبعدها قبلها تحت الحصار وبعدها تحت احتلال والان تحت هيمنه امريكيه مبطنه لا تسمح للعراق ان يتحرر من القيود Um, there's uh, a lot uh, to unpack here. Um, uh, I'm going to do my best. Um, you're the man, he, he, he said um, uh, the sanctions um, that, that led to, to the uh, destruction of the Iraq started in 1990 um, to 2003, actually. Um, these sanctions uh, were the harshest between 1990 and 1996. Uh, uh, no imports were allowed. Um, nothing of that uh, nature was allowed. Uh, 
uh, they didn't, they couldn't import sugar, for example. Um, he said, uh, if you want to get sugar, um, you buy it as like a, a small bag, like a cocaine thing, like a, mm-hmm. like a drugs. It was uh, that hard to get it. Um, in Iraq, they don't have the coffee culture. They, they drink tea. Even that simple thing, like a tea, they couldn't have it like every day. Um, candies for kid, uh, kids uh, was, were not available at that point. Um, he said um, the daily, the average um, pay for, for the person, for adult person, uh, average job is 20 cents a day um, at that time. Twenty cents. Uh, if you you cannot buy meat uh, with a, like a, a one kilo, which is about two pounds, no. you you cannot buy it with, with that salary. And that thing that they uh, uh, that these hardships are not only about uh, um, the uh, poorest people, the working class, even officers uh, who works with the government were experiencing the same thing. Um, he said we didn't have a middle class; it was destroyed. At that, 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 at that time, um, he said the infrastructure and the education, uh, all of that system was collapsing at, at that time. The sanctions uh, were not only about uh, um, uh, food, it was uh, about the treatments, medical treatments for, for adults and kids. This is why uh, 500,000 uh, kids died before the invasion. And he says this is before the invasion, half a million kids, Iraqi kids, uh, uh, by the confession of uh, Madeleine Albright, uh, were killed. But after the invasion, more than a million and a half Iraqis uh, were killed uh, by different sanctions. So now what, what we have is uh, an invasion, and uh, not only an invasion, a public government, who um, kept uh, uh, kept their dominance uh, over the Iraqi people to this day? I, uh, yeah, I hope I didn't uh, miss much. Um, but he said, uh, with regards to the uh, sanctions, um, uh, with the food uh, sanctions, uh, it lasted about six years uh, until the uh, the UN uh, UN uh, intervened uh, in 1996 and lifted some. Um, of these uh, sanctions, but still, the, uh, it was a really bad situation. The life was really bad. Wow, wow. Well, thank you, Ibra. Thank you, Muntadir. That's that's amazing. That's uh so sad, so evil. I can't even describe it. I can't even describe it. So one of my. Scott. <laughs> من بعض أعلاف الحيوانات ونخطة مع الطحين حتى يكفينا فواحدة من المرات كنت طفل يعني بعمر يعني تين أنجر وكان ما موجود عندنا طحين كذا وكنا جياع فمن الغضب قلت لها ليش الله خلقنا معده إذا حتى نجوع فقالوا لي استغفر الله يعني هذا حرام الكلام he, he said um, during that time uh, they don't have enough flowers. Uh, I mean, to a wheat to make like a, a bread and stuff. So what they do is they take some um, animal food, uh, what they eat like the grass and stuff, and they mix it with the wheat to make a flour. 
So they they take grass and mix it with with, with wheat to make flour. Wow. Wow. And uh, at some point, he remembers when he was a kid. Um, he told his uh, his family why God gave us uh, um, stomachs uh, to to feel that uh, salvation feel. Uh, it was to that point. It was uh, very harsh to that point. Wow! Yeah, that's powerful. Well, I want okay. So I want to. So thank you, thank you for all that. Um, I want to. Uh, get some more insight into the actual day. So this is, uh, so now we're going to fast forward to December 14th, 2008. So that was the day, uh, where you were at the press conference and, uh, you, you had a face to face with George W. Bush. Um, I want, I want to first, first of all, for anybody who's watching, who may not be familiar with this, I'm going to play the video real quick. So what we're going to do is we're going to play the video and we'll be right back. All right, guys, this is it. One second. So what if the guy threw a shoe in? Okay. So there you go. So now people know what we're talking about. That was the great shoeing incident. So, Muntarar, what was it like that day? What what was it like going into that press conference? Like one of the questions I was going to ask was, you know, what were you feeling that day? And just based on our conversation up until now, I can I can't even imagine how much anger and rage you had. And almost, you know, throwing shoes, that's almost showing restraint. You know what I mean? But anyway, what, what were your feelings like going into that day and into that press conference? Yes, I can, uh, I can explain you for you what happened in this day and what I feel. Okay. Not in this day exactly, but before years and years, 2004, maybe I have this idea to throw my shoe against George W. Bush because he said the Iraqi people will receive me with the flower. You remember this uh, lie? Yeah. Yeah, this big lie. Because Iraqi people not didn't uh, receive the occupation with the flower. So I want to uh, find the uh, idea or way to explain to the world the Iraqi people didn't receive any occupations with the flower, but we against them with our shoe. So that's what happened in 2004. I record my well in the video, small video movie. And I said, I am Iraqi people, and I'm sorry for uh, the, the American people. I'm not against you, but I am against the policy for the White House, and I against the occupation in Iraq. And I will do that for uh, find the, you know, uh, the Newton law too. For any action, there's a... Uh, uh, Equal reaction. But reaction. Yes, yes. So I'm, I, I, I trust uh, George W. Bush. I want to hunt him 
for everywhere, every time. When I want to find him, I will do what the best for me to uh, exact in in in, in uh, his uh, where. So there's not the uh, chance or. Uh, Maybe you, you, you think, in, I, I feel in this moment, uh, I want to throw my shoes to him. No, I'm uh, put the will, my will in the video and adjust him. Mm. Powerful, powerful. So in, in, in uh, Arabic culture, uh, throwing a shoe is a very, is a sign of disrespect. Bad, very bad, right? I'm I'm trying to think what an American equivalent would be here in the United States. We go we go like that, right? You know, we do the middle finger like ah, like that's that's us. Like, would it be the equivalent of that or worse? Yeah, Brian, you can explain it because the sound is cut. I have. He he says, "I mean, we give them the middle finger to the لا لا أكبر هو الأصبع الأوسط قد يكون بنوع من الروت <تصفيق> بس هذه احتقار الحذاء احتقار. He said um, that, that, that the middle finger would be rude but uh, the, the shoe would be disrespect. Okay, I'm wondering what the do we have anything like that in our culture? What would it be like like throwing poop like throwing feces in America? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, you are not acknowledging his uh, his position and his level of respect. This is what uh, yeah. the, the the shoe yeah. means. Probably. So that's significant. That's significant. I think people uh, need to understand, like you know, the the shoe, the throwing of the shoe itself is significant. It's symbolic. It's a very, very, very disrespectful thing. And so, so I think it's great. I I wish we had something here in the United States that was equivalent. Honestly, I would be the I don't even know what it would be. I don't even know what it would be. Now it'd be like throwing my mask at somebody, maybe. I don't know. Like throwing handfuls of masks at people. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I digress. So, so Muntadir, you, uh, afterwards, you, you, I see in the video, there was lots of people that jumped on top of you. What happened immediately after that? Were you arrested? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What What was that? What was that like? What was, What What happened immediately after that? Were Were you taken away? Was it Was it U.S. people that arrested you, or was it Iraqi people that arrested you? هو يسألني طبعاً من اللي أتقلك الأمريكيين أو العراقيين قال جاوب بالعراقي أفضل بالعربي الحقيقة هو ليس الجيش الأمريكي من اعتقلني وإنما حماية رئيس الوزراء الذي وضعته وضعه الأمريكيين على العراق هم من اعتقلوني نيابة عن الجيش الأمريكي أو نيابة عن البيت الأبيض الذين اعتقلوني ليس العراقيين بصورة يعني هم بصورة عملية عراقيين ولكنهم يتبعون أوامر البيت الأبيض فنحن لا نعتبرهم عراقيين لأن العراقيين كانوا هو ضد الاحتلال الأمريكي هؤلاء بعض ال نسميهم المرتزقة مع الجيش الأمريكي 
Uh, he says uh, the people who arrested them were the, the Prime Minister, Special Service, um, and the Prime Minister is an installed uh, politician. So that would be, that should be considered like uh, that, that uh, those people who did it, who arrested them, did it on behalf of the White House mm. uh, and uh, not the Iraqi people. And this yeah. is what I, what uh, uh, what he was uh, alluding to. And those people, they are not considered Iraqis because mm. they are, because they are betraying their country. Traitors. Yeah, traitors. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so you got uh, detained and you put in jail. Did you have anybody from the United States interrogate you or question you? Uh, was it any Secret Service or any U.S. military? Did you have anybody come in? And then, if so, was there any sort of, did they treat you badly? Did they treat you badly? Torture? Anything like that? لا هو كان التعذيب والاعتقال بالزنزانة الانفرادية كلها بيد العناصر الأمن الخاصين برئيس الوزراء وكانوا طبعا يوصلون تحقيقهم معي من خلال يوصلون الأمريكيين ماذا جرى وماذا قالوا وماذا كذا فهم كانوا مسؤولين عن هذا الأمر he said um, it, it is all done by the Prime Minister's special um, uh, okay. service, uh, but uh, they communicate what happens with them uh, with elements uh, uh, in the U.S. military, is what he said. But uh, even torture, he said yeah, he was tortured. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I'm definitely curious to learn more about that. Ibra, you're doing an amazing job, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what what sort of torture did you experience? Oh, بالبقع وبالكدمات ورأسي كان ينزف عيني كانت تنزف كل تنزف من كل مكان بالمناسبة. Well, he says he was uh, the, the uh, many types of, of torture. It, it, it was uh, started with uh, solitary confinement for three months. Um, they used uh, electricity on him um, to torture to torture him, um, uh, like water, very cold water. Um, uh, uh, like uh, at the beginning of the day, at, da- uh, at the dawn, uh, 
and uh, they use it. It was very uh, cold there. Um, the bruises covered his body. He was bleeding from everywhere. Uh, they broke his teeth, uh, his uh, face, and his uh, foot, or maybe leg. Um, so he was suffering for three months. And uh, all of that was done by um, the special services. My comment, those special services for the prime minister that uh, are supposed to protect them now from Saddam, uh, to mm -hmm. provide an alternative from Saddam? Wow, that's powerful. I'm, I'm happy you're okay. I'm hoping. Do you do you feel? Are you still? Do you still have pain today? Do you still experience any effects from that today? لان ما جبروا لي بنفس ال يعني بعد ثلاث شهور يلا عرفت انه انا قلبي مكسوره ما قالوا لي انه قلبي مكسوره ما قبلوا يعالجوها. He suffers from his foot because when they broke it um, he didn't know that nobody told him that he was broken and only he received only treatment after three months of that so this is the only thing that he is uh, he mentioned that he suffered suffering from. Okay. Okay. Um, so after reading a little bit, I saw that you were originally sentenced to three years in prison, but you were let out after like nine months. Is that kind of, is that correct? Scott, yes, I know. يعني سنة هي سنة شرطية نسميها احنا اعتقد ثلاث سنوات بعدين التمييز نزلها الى عام وهذا العام احنا بالعراق بالقانون العراقي يكون تسع شهور اذا كان الشخص جيد حسن السلوك والسيرة. Uh, type of court called uh, Tamiz. Um, I don't know what what is that, but uh, probably it's uh, like a higher level of court. Mm -hmm. uh, they uh, reduce it to one year, and mm -hmm. one year in uh, uh, Iraq means nine months uh, with good behavior. This is yeah. what it means. So nine months, it's uh, one year with a good behavior. Okay. Okay. Well, you're. Uh you you you're what a lot of people probably would consider a hero for this. You know, this is a heroic act that you did. You know, you you stood on your beliefs and you did something brave and who knows where that could have led you. Like you're probably lucky to be still alive dealing with the, the these bastards. But uh so and I know that your 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 story really became very popular and uh, especially in, in, in the Arabic world. And, and a lot of people uh, considered you a hero. Uh, people were coming out in the streets. Is that correct? Like, well, did you, did people see you as a hero after this? Did you get a lot of people calling you and thanking you after this? Well, yes, I 
فعلت مع الحذاء اعتبرك انك بطولي وفي العالم العربي يعتبرك انك بطولي يعني يمكن تصف كيف عاملك الشعب وكيف يعني الشعب العراقي كله كان متعاطف معي وحتى القوات الامنيه جيش والشرطه وغيرها من القوات الامنيه كانت معي لكنها تخشى من انتقام رئيس الوزراء فكانوا ياتون بالسر الى زنزانتي الانفراديه ويطمنون عني وياخذون التحيه ويقولون انت تعتبر بطلنا وماذا عن عن عامه الشعب عبد بعد الشعب الشعب كله متعاطف معي وخرجوا تظاهرات بشوارع العراق كلها متضامنه معي وكانت ردت فعلهم عفويه والحمد لله يعني شويه خلينا نقولها بالعربي شويه نفست عن غضبهم تجاه هذا المحتل هو يقول ان الدعم كان يعني من الجن سكوت هي سيد ذات ذا سبورت واز اوفرولمينج فروم ايفري ون انكلودين ان ايلمنتس ان ذا ايراكي فورسز ذا يوز تو كم تو هيم تو 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 هيز سولتي كونفاينمنت تو اكسبريس ذير جراتيتيود اند ابريشيشن اند دي سيد اولسو ذا بيبل وينت اب تو بروتست ان ماي سبورت Uh, and his support, I mean, and uh, um, that that kind of uh, like getting out to the streets and uh, uh, expressing their feelings and the support to him uh, led them to kind of uh, depressing themselves. I mean, reducing uh, uh, the stress that they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a like a healing uh, thing to them. This is what how he described it. I. I I hope I'm not getting too far away from what he said. No, that's great. That's great. I'm glad. I'm happy. You know, um, we see a lot of political prisoners today. You know, in 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 the world, and uh, um, I guess maybe if you could ask him, like, like, do you? Does he, Muntadir? Do you uh, look at other political prisoners in the world? Like, like another one that comes to mind is like Julian Assange. Do you, do you, do you empathize with people like Julian Assange or do you, do you, do you recognize the pain that they're experiencing as a political prisoner? صاحب ويكيليكس جوليان اسانج ناو هو معتقل معه طبعا متعاطفين معه متعاطفين مع من سرب له المعلومات وكل من اراد ان يوصل الحقيقه الى الناس عن اساليب الولايات المتحده والمخابرات المركزيه انا متضامن معه وانا يعني Well, he says he says that he he's um, compassionate and supportive of what uh, of those people, especially Julian Assange, and uh, not only Julian Assange but the people who leaked the information mm-hmm. uh, to to him, uh, and he supports exposing these um, 
uh, intelligence agencies that are uh, doing what they're doing in this war. Mm -hmm. And he hopes that he can do something, that he can give something at, uh, for Julian Assange, but, uh, you know, his position, no, he cannot do much about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And he calls on the journalists to do the, the same thing that Julian Assange has done. And uh, not only the journalists, he says, uh, every American should um, expose these crimes done by the U.S. government and the CIA. Well, we are doing, doing it uh, already. <laughs> I agree. I agree. This is a call to action. If you are an insider, if you are somebody in a position that has information that could continue to expose the corruption, please be brave. Do something. You know? Oh, I just... I just <laughs> I just stole the Project Veritas quote, like, be brave, do something. I'm not like, you know, whatever. But uh, but that's true. Be brave. Do something. We need you on the inside, okay? But anyway, anyway. Um, I want I want to ask about now, so, Ibra, this is, this is, you brought this to my attention. I've done some reading uh, up on this, and I kind of want to get, again, uh, you know, a perspective that we don't get in the West. So, there was the incident uh, around Iranian General Soleimani, who was assassinated in Iraq using an American airstrike that also killed several high-ranking Iraqi people as well. And in the aftermath of that, there was an up like protests and, and I want to know what the what the Iraqi response was like. And and ultimately, you know, the, the decision there was a vote made to expel US forces in Iraq at that time. Like at that time, that was an aggression towards Iraq. And Iraq chose to have America leave. But America responded by adding more sanctions, of course, right? So what was it like after the attack on Soleimani in Iraq? Iran سيدي كريم تخيل انه شخص جريح ومرير ولديه بيت كبير وعنده اموال وهنالك شخصين يتشاجرون في الحديقه المنزليه له من منهم سوف يسرق من منهم سوف يأخذ المنزل من منهم سوف يسيطر على هذا المنزل وعلى فروة هذا الجريح والمريض فهذا الجريح ماذا يقول يقول أرجوكم 
اذهبوا وتشاجروا بعيدا عن منزلي هذا بالضبط ما يحدث بين الولايات المتحدة الأمريكية وإيران في العراق نحن نقول لهم أرجوكم تشاجروا بعيدا عن منزلنا بعيدا عن العراق الاثنين يطمعون في ثروات العراق الاثنين الولايات المتحدة وإيران يريدون السيطرة وبسط نفوذهم على العراق ونحن شعب جريح مريض خرج من احتلال وقبل خرج من حصار وقبل خرج من حرب ثمان سنوات مع إيران لذلك نرجوكم دعونا نعيش بسلام. Well, he said um, to answer this question, um, I want you to imagine uh, an, an old guy, a very old guy who's injured and weak. Uh, who has a big house and a lot of wealth and there are two people in the front yard um, fighting who get to steal from that guy uh, and this is uh, uh, exactly what ha what is happening between Iran and Iraq each one of them is uh, I mean between Iran and the US government uh, each country uh, wants to they're fighting of who gets to steal and dominate and control Iraq. Mm -hmm. And what happened is uh, we said, we don't want you both in us. We don't want uh, Iran to be involved. We don't want the US to be involved and to get to control and to steal from us. This is exactly how we feel. We don't want any of them uh, in mm -hmm. our front yards. And uh, this is uh, basically what uh, he said. Okay. Okay. All right. So now we're in a place today where supposedly America, the American occupation in Iraq has ended. Is that true? Are there still troops there? What is it? What is it? What, is, is America still there? What, what's going on? هل يوجد جنود أمريكان إلى الآن في العراق؟ هل يوجد قوات؟ لا، بس يوجد موظفين. عسكريين عددهم أكثر من 15,000 مستشارين. He said, but we don't have like military, like American military there, but he has a consultant for the military that that's roughly about 15,000 of them. So, so they moved it. So that's that's. I I don't buy it. Yeah, that's a good I mean, point. So they, consultants, they, they, fifteen thousand. Oh my gosh, what is that? So they moved their 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 uniform. صراحة ما أعرف لا أعرف ماذا يفعل هذا المستشار أو المستشارين في قاعدة في قلب الصحراء. And he says he doesn't know what uh, those consultants are doing uh, at a, a base in the middle of the desert. What they're doing there, consultant. ويتوقعون the end of the uh, U.S. invasion, or, or is life getting better there? Do you have hope? هل يوجد تحسنات في الحياة الحياة تت 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 تحسن 
في العراق الان لا بالعكس تتازى يوم بعد يوم بسبب انه السياسيين اللي جاءت بهم الولايات المتحده الامريكيه افقدوا العراق تريليونات الدولارات وافقدوا العراق كثير من من موارده والان ما زالوا يسرقون بالعراق وما الان بيحكمون العراق فنحن نطالب الولايات المتحده الامريكيه باخذ من جاءت بهم منذ 2003 وتركنا نعيش بسلام. Well, he said life got worse actually, it's getting worse because all of their resources are being stolen right now. Uh, they lost, uh, Iraq lost a lot of uh, resources and uh, those politicians installed politicians by uh, the US government are still here and uh, he would like to see the US government takes these puppets and leave. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, does he have Mundadir? Do you have any hope? Is there any? Is there anything that you want us here in the United States to know? هل لديك أمل في 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 المستقبل؟ هل يوجد شيء تحب أن نعلم عن نعرف عنه في الولايات المتحدة هنا المستمعين؟ أمل بماذا عفواً صوت غير واضح؟ هل لديك امل في في الحياه بانها تتحسن؟ طبعا طبعا وهل يوجد شيء تحب تقوله للشعب الامريكي؟ <تصفيق> نحن نعيش على الامل والامل قادم ان شاء الله انا يعني اتمنى لو استطعت مقاضاه جورج دبليو بوش وكل من ساهم بقتل العراقيين واحتلال بلادنا واتمنى لو كان هنالك بعض المحامين المتطوعين لهذا الامر حتى نقيم دعوه باسم الشعب العراقي في محاكم الولايات المتحده ضد جورج بوش ومن معه. He said we live on hope, we live by hope and for hope. We have hope that the day Iraq will turn around and get um, what they deserve. I mean, the people there. And he hopes that from from Americans uh, to get uh, to uh, do something uh, for the Iraqis, like coordinate with them to prosecute George Bush and mm-hmm. uh, other war criminals. Uh, we need lawyers, he said, and uh, we need people who support um, this effort to prosecute these criminals. Okay. And they are criminals. There's no doubt about it. I absolutely agree. George W. Bush is a criminal. May he stand trial and face whatever judgment here on earth is waiting him. Absolutely. And then <laughs> whatever judgment is waiting for him on the other side as well. Man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's shocking. Uh, Ibra, ask some questions. Do you have any questions? Well, I have some questions about um, uh, the PMU right now, yeah. uh, which is the popular mobilization unit that was established in 2014 to fight ISIS. So I would like to ask that question. Muntadar, I know about the people الذي تم established in 2014 ISIS. ماذا يجري الان مع الحشد الشعبي؟ هل هو الان جزء كامل في القوى العراقيه 
هل يوجد نشاطات له؟ المفروض انتهى داعش المفروض ان يحل الحشد الشعبي وكل يعود الى منزله او يحولون على المرافق الخدميه، المصانع، المعامل ولكن السياسيين انفسهم الذين تسببوا بسقوط المدن بيد داعش هم من يتحكمون بالحشد الشعبي وهم من يحركونه ولا يريدون حله لماذا؟ لان هذا قوه لهم ضد الجيش العراقي وضد والمؤسسات الأمنية الرسمية من هم هذا السياسيين؟ الأحزاب التي جاءت 2003 حزب الدعوة وغيرها والمجلس الإسلامي وبدر وإلى آخره هؤلاء هم يتحكمون بالحشد الشعبي He said the popular mobilization unit since now we don't have ISIS there it should be dissolved and everyone goes home. But uh, we don't see that. We see parties uh, that uh, really um, led to the uh, ISIS uh, crisis and the invasion by ISIS uh, controlling um, uh, uh, the PMU and using it for uh, different purposes and they want to maintain it there. Uh, I asked them, who are these politicians? He said, uh, uh, the same politicians and parties that came to power in 2003, namely uh, Dawa uh, Party. Um, I'm not familiar with it. I would like okay. to to, to um, follow up with one question about it. Yeah, of um, course. <laughs> هم المسؤولون عن الحشد الشعبي أما الآن هم لا لا يجيبون للمرجعية الشيعية ولكن إلى قوات أخرى لا المرجعية الشيعية لا تستطيع أن تحل الحشد الشعبي حتى بفتوى أصبح بيد الفاسدون من يقودونهم هم الفاسدون الآن uh, I asked uh, this question um, the uh, the creation of the PMU was done by uh, what we what they called a fatwa which is something from the religious leaders uh, a call uh, on the people to establish that uh, uh, force which is the popular mobilization unit and now I asked them uh, what the religious leaders that called for that uh, uh, establish, establishing that forces, what uh, do they have any say on it? Do they have any control on it? He said no, and they cannot dissolve it right now. They, they have no control or power over it. Are they, uh, so is it, is it, um, are, are they committing crimes in Iraq right now? Is, is, is it, is it, uh, you know, uh, that sort of thing? Uh, uh, بالجرائم I mean الحشد الشعبي يقوم بأشياء غير أخلاقية أم أنهم فقط موجودون هناك منتظر صوت غير واضح هل 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 يتم هل الحشد الشعبي الآن قوة سيئة يقومون بجرائم أم أنهم فقط موجودون يعني على الأقل الحشد الشعبي فيه فصائل وهذه الفصائل بعضها مرتبط بإيران ونحن في ثورة تشرين إذا تذكر إذا تعرفونها انطلقت تظاهرات كبيرة قبل سنتين في أكتوبر 
وتم قمعها وقتل كثيرين منها على يد قادة في الحشد الشعبي هي سيد there are like many sections and subsections in the PMU like different he called it like parties inside the PMU uh, majority of them are fine, but we've seen some of them being used um, um, to violate Iraqis' rights uh, in the protests that happened two years ago. I'm not familiar with it, but he said it happened two years ago and uh, they were used um, um, to attack Iraqis. And uh, he said many of those, um, some of these um, parties or sections in the PMU are uh, connected to Iran, which is uh, my guess that he doesn't approve that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any other questions, Ibra? No. Okay. Wow. Well, folks, I think you heard it here first that, uh, <laughs> you know, when the U.S. goes in and tries to spread freedom and peace throughout the world, like what happens is complete devastation, the loss of innocent lives, and uh, countries are generally worse off than when we first started. So I hope that we can all move forward in this crazy world that we live in and really take a look at these foreign interventions. You know, now we've got war brewing all over the place right now. Like, like uh, we have to be conscious of the fact that, you know, these are not in our best interest. It's not in the interest of the civilians. It's not in the interest of any of these countries involved. And please, please. Let's just let's just let's just try to be peaceful. As you guys can see here today, man, like like it doesn't matter what country you're from. It's very, very clear that the fundamental things are true. We all just want to be loved. We want to take care of our families. We just want to be able to eat and prosper. And on these evil, evil people at the top are doing everything they can to get in the way. So I am so grateful today, Muntadir. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful for this conversation. You know, it gives a lot of humanity to this very tragic topic. Um, it really uh, helps illuminate a lot of things. I learned a lot. Um, and, and I'm sure all, all the listeners out there really appreciate it as well. So Thank you so much. I don't know if you have a way to summarize that, Ibra. هو ممتن لك وأن ما ما نفعله هنا في هذا المقابلة نتكلم عن الإنسانية بشكل عام. فإن نحارب الظلم والسوء بغض الطرف عن الدولة وعن الناس نحن نحن ضد هذا الأمور كلها وهو ممتن لك وشاكر لقدومك منتظر وعلى هذا الشيء أنا أريد عفواً أصرح عبر موقعه أنه أنا جتني الفريدوم واتش ساعة الحرية من منذ كنت في المعتقل من أمريكا وأنا بدوري يعني أهديها لي على قبر جورج فلويد وأتمنى أن أستطيع التواصل مع عائلته لأهديهم هذه الساعة تكريما مني لروح هذا الشخص البريء جورج فلويد وهذه هدية مني لروح جورج فلويد وكل الأبرياء الذين يقضون على يد عنصريين ولا يمتون لحقوق الإنسان بالصلاة Well, uh, he said um, 
during his present time, he got this watch, uh, which is a freedom watch. Um, he got it uh, um, from someone in the United States, and he would like to um, uh, gift it uh, uh, to George Floyd family um, in the name of humanity and against um, crimes and racism. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's that's. Good sentiment. Good sentiment. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, I actually did some work on a documentary about that whole incident, and it's shocking that both sides got it completely wrong. It's 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 crazy, crazy stuff. But that's another topic for another day. But thank you for that sentiment for sure. Um, Muntadir, do you have any last words for us? He says, um, thank you so much, and he, he hopes that we both visit um, Iraq and do an episode there, record an episode there. That would be amazing if uh, if, if you can guarantee my safety. I would love to do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a very, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have a very Western view of it, so I don't know. But someday, maybe we'll see you in Iraq. That would be very cool. I would love to. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Salam alaikum.